This episode is brought to you by What's the Big Idea? An indispensable guide to becoming a kick-ass creative director. By yours truly, Jaime Cabrera. Pick it up on Amazon and now available on Audible. If you've always wanted to know what it takes to be a commercial director, you need to check out commercialdirectingfilmschool.com. I'm signed up for the Filmmaker Bundle, which includes the Masterclass, the Online Shadow, and the Case Study Masterclass. It's got 100% five-star reviews, and it also includes a 30-minute call with the master himself, my friend Jordan Brady, who's directed more than 1,300 commercials for top brands. And right now, exclusively for my listeners, use the code BIGIDEA, one word, to get a whopping $100 off either the Masterclass or the Shadow Course. Again, the code BIGIDEA, one word, for $100 off. Go to CommercialDirectingFilmSchool.com and get started today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, Confessions of a Creative Director, the original podcast made by a creative director for creative directors, for aspiring creative directors, for creatives of all types looking to up their game by learning from the world's very best creatives. This is your podcast, and I am your host, Jaime Cabrera. On today's show, I'm excited to have Lucas Ribeiro and Kazu Kubu a dynamic duo of creative directors from Brazil currently residing in New York City, where they work at the legendary McCann, New York. They're Can Lion winning creatives who have also taught at the Miami Ad School Brazil and recently published a book in Portuguese loosely translated as Principles, 128 Principles for Becoming an Ad Agency Creative. The book is filled with great tools, techniques, and ideas they've developed along their journey and they're here to expand on an idea called Batman or Superman, or skills versus talent. So without further ado, let's get into it with Lucas and Kazu. Welcome to Confessions of a Creative Director. How are you guys? Thank you. Thank you. So good to be here, man. We are great fans of the show. Uh, it's a pleasure. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. I'm glad, I'm glad to have you guys on. I, I, I'm honored to have you guys on. How are you, Lucas? I'm really good. I'm a huge podcast listener. I read your book. I have it here. <laughs> so I'm really excited. Thank you. Oh, Thank man. you very much. Thank for you. It. And I got to say, I got to say, every time I listen to the podcast, and I was listening to an episode today, uh, the the theme song sticks in my mind. And I, <laughs> I was even thinking, maybe we should, we should play uh, an acoustic version today oh. just to have it. Let's Bend go. The logo, <laughs> 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 logo. Like, I love how metal it is, like Metallica, like yeah, pretty cool. I love it's, it too. And and I don't know if you guys know the story, but I've tried to reach out to the to the to the people that wrote wrote it, and the only the only link that I can find is something on YouTube, and I've written to them and said, "Hey, I'm using your song. Is that okay?" and I've never heard back. Somebody sent me a note saying, "Oh, it's these guys, you know, check them out." But I've never been able to. So hopefully they don't they don't come back and and sue me. Now you can anything. use our now you can use our acoustic version. Yeah, so it's it's free. It's free. I, I love <laughs> I love that song too, man. It cracks me up every time, and in some ways it it summarizes, you know, everything everything bad about our business can be summarized in that one in that one phrase, right? Make the logo exactly. Thing. 
It's all in there. All in there. <laughs> but uh, anyway, thank you for for uh, joining the podcast. I'm excited to to talk to you guys. You guys have a lot going on. Associate creative directors at McCann. You guys have written a book. You uh, you know are Brazilians working in in uh, in the U.S. You've got all kinds of really uh, incredible projects going on. But I want to set the tone and something that really struck struck me from your website. And for anybody looking to check out, check that out. That's lnk.work. But I love this, and it's called. It says, "Our rules: to work hard every day, always be nice to people, to study a lot, be an ad nerd, to strive for creative solutions, to have powerful ideas and produce them with crafted execution. Doing all of this while still having fun. I love that, and that's yeah. you know that's what I would aspire to." And I love, I always love when people crystallize what they stand for and, and what they believe in. So uh, kudos to you for doing that because I think that that really kind of sets the tone for you, who you guys are and how you operate. So, no, thank you very much. Actually, for us, it's also, it's our rules, but it's also, we, we like to have this in our website. So it's a way for us to remember that we have to follow these rules. First of all, we are the ones following <laughs> these rules. So like it's 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 important for us. Yeah. No, and it was the main thing for us when we met each other. Uh it was like a, a marriage and everything started to working and we had the same goals, the same attitude, the same energy and this was key. So this this partnership has been has been going for not, almost 9 years now. Wow. So yeah. Following these rules, it keeps us motivated, and it's always a good a good thing for us. So take us back, take take us back to where when you guys met, how that happened. Give us a brief kind of um, journey of how you have gotten to where you guys uh, are. Just kind of let the audience know your origin story, and that 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 phrase is important because we're going to talk about Batman and Superman. So, what's your origin story? Cool. Yeah, if we can start. Uh, our our stories are kind of similar. This is this is also something that we have in common that helped us uh, because we come from similar backgrounds. So I'm from South of Brazil, and I started my career in the army. This is crazy to say, wow. but I joined the army in Brazil. It's mandatory to enroll, uh, but of course not everyone needs to to serve. But I served for three years in the army, and it's very different. It's not like the U.S. Army. It's very chill. It's and in my case, it was more administrative. Yeah. So, and I used to use Photoshop and all the these graphic tools since I was a kid because of my dad. My dad uh, had a computer with them and let me play with them. So when I joined the army, I already knew this, and they saw this the skills I had and then placed me on the communications uh, team. So I was responsible for designing a newspaper and and all the team, like the lieutenants, sergeants, they are all uh, people from advertising and journalism. Wow. So it was it was really where I began. And the day after I left the army, I started in an agency. So, wow. yeah. That's cool. What what about what about uh, you, Lucas? How did you get started in kind of this crazy world? So I'm from Rio. Uh, I was born and raised in Rio. I worked there for several, uh, I don't know seven years, and then I moved to São Paulo. And 
this is when I, I met Kazoo. And I think like the reason we are together, we're still together because we share the same, uh, I don't know, like passion, the same goals, uh, values. So it's been, it's been a journey. Uh, but that's it. Like I'm from Rio. So I, I, I have this, I don't know, this, uh, easy going way in my life because this is like how people are in Rio. They are really, uh, I don't know, always, uh, want to chill. Like, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. And then, awesome. I don't know. Where did you guys, so then where did you guys meet or where, where did that happen at? I assume that happened at one of your first agencies or. So actually, uh, I was, I moved to Sao Paulo because this is the, the big markets in, in Rio, in Brazil. Uh, Rio yeah. is a small market these days. So like we, I, I, since I started my career, I knew that I, I at some point I will move, I would move to, to Sao Paulo and I, I, I moved to an agency called MoMA and then I started working at this agency called Africa, Africa agency. Now I think they have a, a different name, Africa creative. And I was working there. My partner left the guy who like was working with, he left and then they hired and first at first was just a freelancer. Yeah. But I, I loved the guy. It was like <laughs> first three weeks. It was like, this is our guy. We need to hire him. Like he's, obsessed with like the quality of his work like high bar so for me it was like uh really important to work with someone i don't know uh that was involved with the, his career with the profession that want to like move forward so for me it was uh really important and then it yeah i met kazoo we started working together i think everything worked out so that's very yeah. cool this, yeah is that the way you so, remember it yeah, 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 exactly. And it was perfect because after that, we decided to build a portfolio together and move together every time we move. So from DDB, we moved to TBWA. From TBWA, we moved to BTC, BTC. as creative directors. Then from BTC, we moved to CPB, Crispin Porter, uh, Brazil. And wow. then it's crazy because we left CPB to go to Anomaly Toronto. But when we were moving, we already le uh, had left uh, CPB at the time. But this guy, Icaro Doria, he's a legend in Brazil. He called us from Boston and said, hey, man, can come here. I have a great opportunity for you guys here. Join me. Let's do good, good stuff together. And, of course, we love and admire him. And we moved to Boston. So that's when we started our journey in the U.S. Wow. Wow, that's very cool. So then Hill Holiday, and then and then how did the big jump uh, happen from from there to uh, McCann? Oh, <laughs> I see a story. I see a story okay, no, so I was laughing because it was so crazy. We came to Boston. We were working there at Hill uh, Hill Holiday, and Ikaru one day hit. <laughs> <laughs> we had this meeting and she said I'm leaving I'm coming back to Brazil I was like no way yeah <laughs> like he was uh, he was going to going to Brazil to open or or better saying like reopening to reopen the DM9 office is the DDB Brazil uh, agency so like for us like okay uh, the guy who hired us, who brought us, is not here anymore. Like, what do we should do? Like, yeah. and we start like, talking to uh, a bunch of people, like, to see, like, I don't know, where we could go. And 
we have the we had these bosses. We still have them as bosses, but like they were this Brazilian uh, team, Lucas, Casão, uh, and Gui. They're amazing, and we talked to them. Like guys, uh, they left the agency before, so like they were working in a different agency. They were working at Mischief, and we of course we became friends with them. So we talked to them. Guys, we need help. Like I think it's time to to move to another agency. And it was like, oh, there, there is this person we, we, we know, like Christina, she's amazing. She's looking for a team. Like, I want to talk to, to her. It's like, of course. And of course, that's, that's it was how a, we, that's it was a perfect cool. alignment because we built our careers in beer brands and beverage ba- brands like alcoholic. So <laughs> we had worked with Smirnoff before and McKen had just got the, the account at the time. So it was perfect, like, okay, uh, these guys have experience with Smirnoff, which is great. So, yeah, yeah. It, it all, it all, it all worked sense. out. It all came, came together. Yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously when you're, when you're retelling the story, it, it flows, right? It's, it flows pretty smoothly, but I imagine there must have been some challenges along the way, right? Moving from your country to another country, adapting to the culture, adapting to probably a different way of working. So what were some of those challenges that, that you guys faced and overcame? All challenges. This is, a, this is a great, this is a great question. I think the, the biggest challenge, uh, is the language. Is it still the language? Uh, of course, a lot of red tape, a lot of other things that you have to learn, you have to, uh, learn, actually learn because like we didn't, some of the things we did in different ways in Brazil. And, but, uh, but uh, again, like the language was, I think it is a barrier because a barrier, because like for us, it's like, it's not only a new world, but it's a new world in a different language that you have to get used to, you know, like you have to, learn, yeah. you have to. I'd, right. I'd say we are 38 year old newborns. Everything <laughs> yeah. is new. <laughs> yeah. No, the language is bizarre because we, we became less smart and less confident and less funny and even the jokes I, I cannot make jokes the way i do in brazil uh, with the timing and everything right. all the background all the right words uh so it's tough it's tough to sound smart you need to use big words you know so right. yeah we're, st- we're still learning of course it's been three years but yeah we, right now we're feeling a little bit more confident yeah. Okay, yeah. So r- right before we uh, started recording, we we're talking. I was talking because it was like, man, this is crazy. I shouldn't be doing this in English, in another language. But no. you're so. Why, you why so... are we exposing ourselves? <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you doing this to us, right? So, no, this we're is great. so used to, to no, but I have a podcast. Yeah, I have a I have a good analogy because I I do uh, I do play hockey, ice hockey in Brazil. I used to play roller hockey. So when I moved. It was the same feeling because I started playing ice hockey. So, yeah, I know how to play. I know how to shoot. I know how to pass, how to move the puck. I understand the game. I have the uh, hockey IQ, as they say. I understand the strategies, everything. I have everything in my mind. But I can't skate. And skating is the best, is the the main thing. So if you don't know how to skate, you will be a worse player. That's So it takes time to learn how to skate. And then, of course... Right. Uh, after three years, I'm playing a little bit better. Right, so right, right. It's a good analogy. 
So, you know, obviously on the visual side and, and visual, there, there are things that are different, right, in different cultures visually and all that. But in some ways, vis the visual side is a little bit more universal, right? In terms of the language as the, as the writing, per, uh, you know, uh, part of the equation, how, you know, how have you adjusted to that? Cause, and again, I think, you know, universal feelings and, and, uh, that that's the the idea is what's what's central to it, and then the way you verbalize it, that in some ways is a little bit easier. So I imagine you're good at the you know the big idea, but do you struggle sometimes finding the perfect ways to express it because you're not a native speaker, or how does that work? Yeah, we struggle struggle a lot. I think what we try to do is to simplify, to make things very simple, like very straight. So we don't have problems because in the beginning we were trying to be very advanced or to show that we were advanced. And for us, it was difficult. Like people didn't understand the ideas like, no, no, it's not what we're talking about. It was so uh, confusing for us because in our minds, it was so clear, so, so clear. And then we understood, okay, like I think we should, we should do things differently in a way that we can show our ideas, we can we don't have uh, to explain that much. Like things need to be very, uh, yeah, as I said, like straightforward, like very clear, simple. And I think th this is the how we try it. Yeah. We, or we've no. been trying to solve this equation. Right. And there's a good part of this because we uh, because we don't know the culture in detail. Uh, we need to find uh, broader ideas like right so they oh, are yeah. simple and they are kind of universal because they make universal. sense for us as brazilian and they make sense for everyone so, but so in you, a know, way, you kind of in a way you kind of flipped something that might have been you know a negative into a positive right because you you because at the end of the day simplicity is what you want right sometimes yeah. especially as creatives we we want to make something more complicated than it is but at the end of the day the simplicity is usually what wins right so in some ways it sounds like you've figured out a way to flip it and, and turn something that might have been tough into like oh okay we just simplify it yeah mm -hmm. it's the yeah. type of advertising we believe in so yeah it's working and you want to hear something funny uh, even our race changed uh, Lucas in Brazil is white, and here he is brown or something like this. And, and now, and in Brazil, I was Japanese. The, because Brazil is the biggest Japanese community outside Japan, so my yeah. dad's Japanese. Yeah. So there's no other option in Brazil. You're only, or you're Japanese, or you're something else. There's no other <laughs> Asians. Uh, so in here no one consider i'm japanese it's crazy like i'm anything else but japanese i'm i'm filipino mexican hawaiian it's crazy they never consider japanese it's, it's so it's a new thing that's pretty funny that's pretty funny so um what other any other any other challenges i know you know just it's probably a very different way of working here right i, I imagine that that was probably something that came up uh, is the pace yeah. different? Is the what's what's different about that? No, the pace is different. But what changed the most for us is that we don't know the market, we don't know the people, and people don't don't know us. So, and we faced this when we moved to São Paulo. So, yeah, we we needed to to introduce ourselves in São Paulo, and we went to the agencies, we met the offices, the the people, and we are doing this now here because. 
we need to know the people and the the agencies and everything. But even even culture, for example, you know Kermit the Frog, of course. In Brazil, his name is Caco. So when someone referring uh, refers him uh, in a conversation, I don't know what they're talking about. So just <laughs> one example, just one example. We need to everything we knew. It's it's nothing. We need to learn everything again. Even the 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 ones that we know, we already knew. So it's crazy. But, I, but can I add? Can I add something to this conversation? I think I agree uh, with this. But also, I think what we can offer this is very important as well. Like we can offer things that I think a native, not that they can't, people can't. But we, I think, because we came from a different country. We see things differently. We see things that they can't see because for, for people right. here, it's, it's just the same. It's their lives, you know, right. like there's nothing new. And for us, it's like, oh, this is the way they write or this is the way they say this expression. We have something similar in Portuguese, this kind right. of stuff. That is, I think we can offer a different perspective. And it's it's important in advertising to see things uh, in different ways. That's why. Yeah. We, that's how we can come up with solutions for, for different projects. You know. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so I want to jump into this topic because it it, it really struck me in in my book. I had a, a small little section where I talked about as a creative, you should try to focus on building your talents and not just your skills, right? And I have, and and I think I said in the book, like I have no idea how you do that, but there's a difference, right? Because in my mind, there's a difference between talent and and skills. And I understand that you know a lot of talent is natural, but I do think that over time you build, you can build your talent, and that talent, you and the way that you do that usually is through skills. But it's a different mindset, right? And again, I couldn't really quite explain it. But you had a great way of thinking about it, and you said, yeah, it's kind of like – this was during our pre-call. You said, yeah, it's kind of like Batman versus Superman, right? So Batman doesn't have any natural abilities. He's he, he's all skill and gadgets and all that, whereas Superman has natural abilities, right, and superpowers. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a great way to think about it. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think about that, You know, first of all? And what have you sort of figured out about how you develop – you know, talent versus just acquiring skills. Yeah, this is great, actually, because if you think about Superman, he has everything. He's the best of the best. Like, he's the fastest. He's even faster than, than the Flash. The Flash is only fast. He's faster. Uh, he's stronger. He's, he's handsome. He's everything. Uh, Superman is everything. But he was born like this. He didn't uh, do anything to become this. He was born like this. And Batman's different. He lived a trauma and he had to overcome this, this trauma and practice, learn uh, martial arts. He learned uh, a lot of things. Uh, he became smart and he built an empire. He has a lot of people helping like Robin and Batgirl mm-hmm. and Alfred. Mm-hmm. And he has the tools, the the utility belt, the right. bat. Mobile, bad mobile, yeah. mobile, yeah. yeah, and uh, he has everything, and but he 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 it took a long a long time for him to build all this stuff. So what we say is, if you're not Superman, you need to start uh, working to be Batman. So 
this is what we are doing. We're not bat Batman yet, but we're working to it. And uh, I don't know, we'll never be, but that's well, the, the philosophy. Do you do you? And I love that, right? It's like if you're not Superman, you better you better sure as hell be Batman, right? So I think what you meant to say was you're not Superman, but you're working on being the best Batman. Is that what you meant to say, or you're saying you're still working on being Batman? No, we're still working to be Batman. Yeah, but we, uh, no one is Superman. Uh, maybe Dave Draga and I don't know Dan White, <laughs> but the, all the others yeah. they are regular human beings and they need to work a lot to become uh, something similar to a superhero. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, you know, as silly as it sounds, and, and we're we're having a good time talking about right Batman versus Superman. There is something to be said about that, right? It's like looking at yourself and going, "Hey." If you're not Superman, that's cool. You look at, you know, you can still be Batman, and that means, you know, acquiring the right tools, acquiring the right training. But even Batman, I think, has taken it a step further more towards developing a kind of talent, right? He's not just a, you know, what, how can I explain it? He's not just, you know, there's more to him than, than the sum of his parts and his, you know, gadgets and all that. There's something more that makes him who he is. So you guys kind of outline some things that you think about, uh, some ideas that you think about when, when, when thinking about this topic. The first one you talk about is three pil pillars of work skills. What are the three pillars yeah. of work skills? Yeah, because when we think about skills, uh, we think about the tools like, oh, I need to be, I need to know about illustration, design, uh, uh, AI, motion, 3D. And yes, we as art directors, we need to know all of this, like editing, photography, uh, music, filming. Uh, and But these are related to the task. So the three pillars of work skills are the task, the process, and the relationship. So we need to, we need to identify which ones we are better and which ones we need to improve and, and keep always working uh, on all of them at the same time. So the task is easier is how to come up with ideas, uh, easier. It's not so easy, but it's the, it's the work itself, how to come up with ideas, how to execute them and whatnot. The process, it's kind of tricky. It's everything that involves the, the idea. Uh, so yeah, knowing your boss, knowing your team, uh, knowing how the agency works, knowing the client, knowing how to produce an idea. Uh, and the relationship is people. It's essential in our industry. We need to know people. We need to treat them well. Uh, we even like to say all the problems in advertising could be solved with just one thing that is respect. And when we respect people and we receive this, this respect back, it's everything works. Uh, so yeah, basically this, I, I speak a lot so, of things. So, so. You know, when you're talking about that, again, thinking back on, on your experience and, and when you talked about the process, right, it's like it's going to take you a little while, right? So if you're somebody that's just coming into a new agency, let alone somebody that's coming in from, a, from another country, you need to take the time to, like you just said, learn the people, learn about your, you know, your boss, learn about the process, look about, learn about what the agency stands for, what they've done. And that's something that I think probably a lot of people don't do right myself included right I, i'm thinking now like have i spent enough time thinking about you know how the agency works and how the agency runs i think that that's that's really a great great tip no 
imagine us, for example, we moved from Brazil. We just arrived in the US. We know the task. The, the work is pretty right. much the same, but we don't know the process, how American people work. We don't know the, the people, so we need to work on the relationship. These are things we need to focus more now than the, the task itself, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to go through some of these pretty quickly, but but before I do, uh, just to make sure, do you guys cover, because I, I don't know if I mentioned this at the top of the podcast, but you guys have written a book. Is, are a lot of these things covered in in the book? Yes. 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 We have the, I have the book here. <laughs> I, always have, I always have the book with me. <laughs> <laughs> the two books. Just in case. Just it. in case. I love it. No, but the, the thing is, I think we, and, and we love to work with people that are starting their careers because... I think this, uh, even like the, the subject, like the Superman versus Batman thing, I think people in general, and I, I, I talk about myself as well, like in the beginning of my career, I believed that I had to be very, very, very extra, super <laughs> crazily uh, talented. Uh, and I didn't have it. Of course, it wasn't. I wasn't so talented. I didn't feel this way. I, I saw a lot of people working. I was like, man, this copywriter, he's so good. She, and I ignored the fact that the guy was like, was working for, I don't know, like seven, 10 years, 12 years. So I think it's uh, going, going to the book. Uh, I think it, it was a way for us to find like, uh, or to approach uh, new creatives, people that are in the beginning of their careers. So they can have a better like future uh, in this industry. Yeah, you know, like uh, we were. I was so scared at the beginning. I don't want people feel the same way I felt. You know, yeah. like I, I think it's important for for us. It's an opportunity. Like it's a, it's been almost twenty years. So like it's an opportunity for us to uh, give. Yeah, I don't know something back. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and so the name of the book is Principio, right? Principio. Principle, right? Yeah. And well, begin so, yeah. also in, in in Spanish and also in Portuguese, it means beginning but it also means principle right exactly this double meaning of uh principle as the beginning and principle as the values the uh i don't know the, the ideas we have about the career and it's right yeah so if you speak portuguese you can pick it up because it's only in portuguese and i was giving you guys a hard time i'm like you gotta you gotta get it translated come on we, we got an american audience now yeah <laughs> And if you think about everything started because we started teaching a few years ago, I don't know, six, seven years ago uh, at Miami Ad School and some other schools in Brazil. And we felt like really well teaching people and seeing, seeing them growing, yeah. evolving. It's the best feeling, like uh, nurturing people and see where they, where they go. And uh, right now, sometimes we see a, a student of ours from, from six, seven years ago winning a lion. It's amazing. For us, it's like we are winning. And yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's that's very cool. Amazing. All right. I wanted to make sure that I covered that, uh, that, that this is in your book. Okay. The next one that we're going to talk about here is skills of a manager. What, yeah, what skills just, does a manager need to have in your opinion? No, just because it's it's funny because again, when we think about skills, we think about the work, the 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 tools, the softwares. But every phase of our career, we need to learn new skills. A manager needs to know how to brief, how to uh, how to be clear, how to train, how to guide, how to present. Maybe uh, we need to do a course about presentation and and work in this skill, and we need to learn how to inspire, how to uh, how to 
how to build a team. This is interesting. Sometimes right. we, we, we study sports team to, ne- to learn how to build a team. Like, okay, yeah, he's building a team with different skills and different uh, yeah. approaches, different cultures. And this, right. is, this, this sport team is getting great. So maybe this works in advertising too. And it works. It works. Yeah. Very cool. Were you going to add something, Lucas? You look like you're going to say something. No, no, I was just uh, thinking about everything because it was uh, saying like it's so important yeah, to uh, know how to treat people. Like it's, uh, it's, it's very, very, it's essential. It's essential. Like sometimes I think people in advertising, they think they are just need to be creatives and then, yeah, creative director. That's yeah. how, like, you know, like, no, no, you have to be, a creative you need some skills and to be um, like to manage a, uh, to manage a team you would need other skills right and it doesn't make uh, being a, a great creative doesn't make you a great uh creative director absolutely and this absolutely. is frustra- and this is frustrating because you see a lot of amazing copywriters for example that can't like give you can provide you uh, a, a feedback or can like treat you well you know so yeah it's it's the kind of thing that we 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 think it's uh, they are very important for us at least. Yeah, I agree, and I and I you know sometimes I get these crazy ideas in my head, and I'm like, you know what? Somebody needs to like once and for all define what the role of a real creative director is, right? And we all need to stick to it because you know I, I do think you know because at the end of the day, all these agencies are businesses, right? And and these businesses have people in them and people want to grow. Right. And so a creative director, like to your point or, or sorry, a copywriter who's really, really great senior copywriter has been there a long time. Where do you where do you move him? Right. So that he can make more money and he can have more. You know, the only way you can do it sometimes is like, OK, you're a creative director now. And the guy or girl might be like, well, I don't want to be. Well, that's the only title I can give you so I can pay you this money. Right. It's like it, and it's and it's frustrating because. Maybe that person doesn't want to be, shouldn't be, uh, doesn't have the right skills to your point. But because, you know, this is a business, we got to bill some hours and we got to bill the hourly rate of a creative director versus a senior cop. I mean, there's all these other yeah. things that go into it. But it, wouldn't it be great if, you know, all agencies could get on the same page and be like, this is the role. And you need to not only be a great creative person, but you need to be a great manager. You have to have empathy. You have to be a coach you have to be a mentor not just the creative part but you have to do all these other things maybe maybe someday yeah because then i will love uh when things are clear to everybody because like then you ha- you can if you need to ask uh for someone to do something you you need to be clear you need to be straight about what you like the outcome you need or you want from this person so like for us it's an important thing you because you use the word respect and I think it's it's when you respect someone, you treat someone with respect, you you get to know this person, you listen to this person, you talk to this person after listening, <laughs> you know, like but always always uh, trying to find what this person needs so we can give something back, we can help the person to achieve it. No, uh, not everybody is looking for a raise, or not everybody is looking for, like to get more money or to be a, to become a creative director. Like we, it's important for us to talk to people to get to know what they want, really want. Sometimes, oh, 
I have a financial problem, but if you solve my financial problem, I, I don't want to be a creative director. Okay, so yeah. let's, let's work with this. I don't know, just giving a random example. But right, right, right. Or even, or even to know their skills. Uh, I'll give you an example. When we were at BTC Brazil, we were creative directors. We had 23 people in our team. It was 10 accounts, it was crazy. And we had car accounts, Peugeot and Citroën. And we had fashion brands. Uh, it's a, uh, the most famous fashion brand in Brazil. So, uh, but we talked to the, this copywriter from the, from the cars group yeah. and he hated, he hated the work and we asked, okay, what do you love? And he showed us, he used to follow fashion, uh, fashion work and to write poetry. And he was a photographer, uh, in the fashion style. So we said, man, we have fashion brands here in the same group. Uh, it's crazy. Okay. Right now, uh, now you don't work for cars anymore. You work for fashion. And he was yeah. super happy. And the client felt this. The client, uh, felt his presence as a great thing because he added to the, to the team. So, uh, just knowing him, we were able to improve the work of the team, the whole team. So, yeah. That's very cool. This is, all right, so moving on to the next point here, specialist versus generalist. Yeah, there's always this discussion about, okay, what should I do? Should I specialize in something or be a gener generalist? Actually, in advertising, we have the opportunity to work with a lot of things, a lot of topics, and to, to, to come up with different ideas. So we believe we should be generalists and that's why we need a lot of skills. We don't need to be specialists in, for example, in illustration or in 3D, but we need to know a little bit to, to conduct the, the process, to guide right. the, the vendors, um, to find the right, uh, right style, even music. We need to understand about music. Right. Uh, Lucas, Lucas, uh, we have this tip in our book, like learn an instrument, music instrument. And, and Lucas didn't know any, so he started uh, studying the harmonica. He can oh, play for us. Oh, <laughs> I don't man. have it here. Oh, I was going to say, but yeah, but this is so this is so cool because because that's it. Like we are always trying to learn something new. Like yeah. I think this is what I don't know what I love about my my profession. What I love uh, what I, I love about advertising is the fact that we don't know what we are going to work with tomorrow. And the fact that we can come up with new ideas, things like that we haven't thought before, you know, like and yeah. the opportunity to learn new things, new subjects. Like we have, we got a, we, we, we got a brief. We have the opportunity to learn something new about this product or service, right. you know, like it's so cool. It's so like not, uh, we don't see other, uh, I don't know, professions having the same opportunity as like, as we have. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a guy on, on LinkedIn and his name escaping me. I'm trying to get him on the show, but he, he talks about the, the different, you know, when you ask somebody, you know, well, how, how many languages do you speak? And, you know, if they're like you or me, you guys probably know more languages than, than just English and Portuguese, but I know English and Spanish. Right. And he mm -hmm. goes, no, 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 no. But what other languages do you speak? Do you speak, you know, design? Do you speak, you know, creative direction? Do you speak music? Right. And, yeah. and it kind of goes back to what you were saying, right? You need to know enough to, to, to speak the language, right? Maybe you don't know how to play 
uh, an instrument that well, but you know that it's like it needs to sound, you know, minor or needs to sound, you know, it's 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 an upbeat tempo versus I don't know whatever it is. You kind of need to speak as many languages as possible within the world of of advertising, yeah. right? And that and I and it's, I love that. I love that idea that he that he said, it's like, and, and I'm like, how do I include that in my resume? Like, I, I speak creative direction, I speak, you know, but. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we like to, this is so good that you use language in other, for other areas, because we, we have the same kind of like uh, expression. We have this, as we, we call it fluent, to be fluent in other, like subjects. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. important for us, yeah. I love that, okay. Um, High performance athletes. I'm not sure what that one. What What are you talking about there? About becoming a high well, performance the, athlete within your space, or what? What do you mean? Yeah, actually, we were we we're talking to a guy in Brazil, a creative director, Andre Gola. He's an artist too, and he told us this, and we thought uh, thought it was so interesting because in a big advertising agency, it's like a big team. It's like a big soccer team. Let's say. Uh, you need to be a high performance athlete. Mm. You need to give yourself a hundred percent or even more. You need to work a lot and you need to come up with different ideas for different clients every day. And the pressure is high. So you need to perform, you need to deliver. And it's, uh, it's strange. It's, it's funny. And, uh, there's this Under Armour spot. It's great from Droga Five, uh, with the one with Stephen Curry. Uh, a lot of Stephen Curry's. Do you remember this one? And uh, the line is, you are the sum of all your training. And I think it's so perfect for sports and also for us. Like, yeah, we yep. are the sum of our training. And this is what we're talking about when we, we're training to become the Batman or become a superhero. Yeah, But because actually, so yeah. No, sorry to jump in. It just, uh, just to add, and also like, it's, it's about how you treat your body. What, what yeah. do you drink? Are you sleeping well? Like, are you taking care of these other areas in your right. life that are so important? Right. So. Yeah, that's it. That's interesting. I, I love that. Right. And, and um, you know, I write about this as well in, in, in my book where it's like, it's funny because presentation is, is, is a big one, I think, especially when you become a creative director, right? You're, you're typically re responsible for presenting work. And I think that if I'm being honest, a lot of people suck at it. And it's not they're it's not that they don't have the potential, but they don't put in the work to it, right? We spend all the time, typically, let's say we're doing a new pitch or whatever, you spend all the time developing the pitch and spending way too much time developing the slides and all that. And then the last thing you do is what? Rehearse, practice the how you're gonna present it, how you're gonna tell the story. And then it and then you, and then it sucks, right? And then you're like, why did you know that? Why did I you know why did I suck? And it's like, well, like with anything, you got to put in the work. Like an athlete puts in the work, the reps, right? The mm -hmm. every day I'm at the gym. I'm not saying you got to practice, you know, pitching every day, but it is similar in that sense. It's like you gotta you gotta put in the reps, right? Whether it's comp, whether it's you know concepting or whether it's designing or whatever. It's like it's about the reps and the practice and putting it in. Like it's like it's a like it's like it's like you're an athlete, like you're training. No, and you need to keep the energy high. Like if you're, for example, if you're presenting an idea to a creative director and they say no, oh, I hate this idea. The next one, 
you need to be better. It's crazy. You need to forget mm -hmm. that one and reboot and start over. It's like in sports. You, you cannot afford to, to have a go against and give up on the, the game. No, you still have 45 minutes. Let's keep playing. Yeah. Let's keep pushing. Forget the, the goal. Let's go like it's, it's zero, zero and let's yeah. keep playing. I love that. I love that. High performance athletes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what differentiates us is craft. Yeah, this is also about learning skills because we understand that these days, of course, everybody is a creator. Everybody has a camera. Everybody has access to AI and everybody's posting a lot of things. But in advertising, we have a lot of tools. We have a lot, a lot of talent people. We have vendors. We have money, <laughs> clients money. <laughs> so yeah, what differentiates us from, from people and people are doing great. Like they're coming up with memes, genial things, uh, genius things every day. And it's amazing, but we need to differentiate us with craft. This, this, they will never have the Hollywood structure to produce a spot we have. So let's use it. Let's produce good stuff and, and differentiate us from the rest with craft. That's it. So let me ask you this though, because I think, um, I, I, I agree with you, uh, but I also think, do you think that there's also room for, uh, what you just described? Like, uh, how can I explain this? I agree that craft, right. Is what really sets people apart. But if the audience in some ways, right, like when you talk about influencer marketing or you talk about some other things that are more digital based, sometimes the craft is seen as a, as a detriment, right? Because it doesn't seem real, right? And it, it's like if the, if the, if the video that the, that the influencer is supposedly creating on their own with their phone looks too produced, the audience is like, ah, oh, that's yeah. bullshit, right? So that's kind of interesting because now we live in a world where sometimes you don't want craft. Yeah, craft doesn't mean at all to be to be perfect, to be high ah. end. No, you need to find the audience and need to do the best oh. for that audience in the best way yeah. possible. So you're like, saying that so I love this. So you you're saying that in that particular case, that is the craft. The craft is for it to look a certain okay. All right, I like exactly. that. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think our goal is always to work or to come up with things that people cannot turn their uh, faces. They like cannot look away. You know, I think this is our goal. And that's, I think we use craft as this word to represent what like a real and a very, I don't know how to explain this, but a, a, a work that we put a lot of effort in, you know? Yeah. So like, I think it's important. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I like that. I like, I like that. It's a different, it's a different way to look at it, right? It's like sometimes the craft is, you know, uh, you no, know, you see, you see these Super Bowl commercials, like they are always, they try to be epic. Like they right. try to have something, a gimmick, like something that you right. remember. Yeah. But then, the but then, so I think this actually, I love that you brought that up because I think this illustrates it perfectly. You think back uh, last year and I talked to Chad Brody on the last episode from High Dive about Super Bowl spots and the um, the Coinbase commercial, right? You could argue <laughs> that if you're looking at it, it's like, well, that's not craft. It, it was a, it was a it was a bouncing QR code, but per your point, just a few minutes ago, that was the that was the assignment. That was a craft. We crafted it perfectly, and that's what it was meant to look like, right? So it wasn't an epic 
commercial, but it was probably the most effective commercial out of all of those things that ran last year. And it was yeah. literally a QR code that looked like a screensaver. <laughs> exactly. In that case, if the execution was a 3D QR right. code with Arnold Schwarzenegger carrying it, maybe people would not uh, uh, scan it. That's so, right. Yeah, it was a perfect craft for that execution. Right. For sure. That's uh, that's yeah. cool. It's like it's messing with my brain, but I but I love that. I love thinking about it that way. Um, let's talk about growing your utility belt. Uh, what are the, what are these five tips that you have for growing your utility belt? Yeah, we wrote five tips because well, we like to organize things, and uh, so I will read them all, and then I will explain. The first is have a plan. The second is be organized. The third is learn every day. The fourth is work with or hire people with skills you don't have. And the, and the fifth is no worries, you have time. So the first one, you have, uh, have a plan. Uh, I, first time I, someone told me to, to have a plan was in college. Uh, a teacher asked us to, to write the next one, five and 10 years. And it was funny, I, I, was never, I would never think about it at a time. But when she challenged me to do this, I wrote and I executed this plan exactly like the plan was, okay, I'm in a small agency. I want to go to a medium agency in one year. Then I want to, I want to go to the best agency in my hometown. Then I want to move to Sao Paulo and then I want to move to the U.S. Because I had this goal in my mind and Lucas the same, um, we executed the plan uh, because we had this in our mind, you know? So when you have the the plan and the plan can change. You don't need to sure. stick to the plan uh, all uh, forever. Plan yeah. forever. Right. yeah, you can change the plan, but you need to have one. You need to have a goal. You need to have something uh, in front of you to to focus. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. The first, the second, be organized. Uh, so have a moment on your day to work on your skills. Uh, for example, Lucas and I, we used to have uh the mornings like from nine to ten because the the agencies were empty in the in-person era before pandemic um we had the nine to ten to think about ideas and we have we had this goal like okay we need to have five ideas per day so this one hour we're focusing on having on having five ideas and it didn't have to be great ideas just five ideas so at the end of the, the week, we had 25 ideas. So then we could filter and, okay, these yeah. three are good to, to move on and to be presented to the creative directors. But yeah, finding the time and uh, even to learn new skills. Like I used to use my lunch time to learn, I don't know. At some point I used to learn uh, illustration like, yeah, during six months. Then yeah, I this is something to... I, I'm sorry because this is something that I can talk about because I can talk about because of course, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we in Brazil we we have or we used to have two two hours uh, of lunch, so yeah. it's like a, a lot of time. Yeah, and because we had this, he started like talking to me saying, "Oh, what if we like just eating thirty minutes like and use the rest of the time to learn something?" And he did this for six months. In the beginning, of course, he wasn't great, but after six months, we're like, man, this is like he's learning. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it, it's working, right? So, like, I learned this uh, from him because it's so important to be organized. 
And like we, I don't know, we have so many things going on in an agency, like in our routine that we forget. It's easy to forget about ourselves. Yeah. So the first, and Kazu mentioned this, like we started having ideas, coming up with ideas in the, uh, in the, in the beginning of our day, because it was a way to protect our time. So we can, we could work together and I don't know, like for a future for a, a yeah. for a goal, you know, like for yeah. a future purpose, doesn't Absolutely. need to be. This is this is an, another thing. Like we we tend to think that we have to do things and learn it like the same day. No, it takes time, of course. So yeah. we have to respect the, the process, and of course, set a goal. Like how much time do I need to do this to learn this new skill? So and and, tr and stick to the plan. Yeah. Right. And again, if you think in the future things change for you, you need a, a new. I, I don't know, to go to a new path, okay, you can go. That's, that's okay. It's not a problem. The yeah. problem is when you waste like six months or a year or two years of your life on something that doesn't mean anything to you, you're not learning. So I think it's more important to change than not having a plan in the beginning. Yeah, and this connects to the, to the next uh, item that it's learn every day. And it's even, uh, I just found out this is from the Japanese philosophy. So maybe it's in my DNA. I don't know. Well, Kaizen. It's called Kai Kaizen. Kaizen. Yeah. yeah. Focusing on small improvements every day and becoming 1% better every day. So yeah, I did this when I was young, like to learn 3D because 3D was okay. All, all juniors need to know 3D. So I learned for six months. Then I moved to uh, illustration. Then yeah, even English. Uh, at some point we decided to, okay, let's, let's save time to, to learn English. We need to learn this shit. So yeah, that's I started great. studying English every day and yeah, we're still, <laughs> we're still in this thing. Yeah. So the fourth one is work with or hire people with skills you don't have. This is important. Sometimes we're, we're hiring people or looking for places to work and we look for places uh, or people that look like us and yeah. do the same thing as us, but this is so wrong. This is so wrong. We need to have like, uh, talented people, of course, but with different skills so we can learn with them and collaborate. So this is the best way to, to build a team and, and even to focus. Okay. Where do I uh, want to work? Uh, which agency should I choose? Choose the one with the people, uh, with the work that is more different from yours. So you can learn yeah. with them and then you can move to another one. But yeah, um, but it's, it's yeah. so difficult. I think it's so difficult. Like we became creative directors at BTC and there was this copywriter, amazing copywriter, but he was so sarcastic. He was so <laughs> not me. It was like, and it's, it was so interesting because in the beginning when I met him it was like, uh, this is not a, a great guy like for the team and then when we we got to know the person like talking to him like listening to him it's like no man this guy is amazing like he has this humor like we we can use this like in our jobs for this client it's gonna be amazing yeah and i think it's i, I think it's important you know like it's, it's the kind of thing that we only get to know when you I don't know, you experienced. Right, when you spend time with somebody. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes it takes a while to, to really figure out what this person's yeah. all about. And we, we tend to hire people that look like us. You of know? course, like we yeah. tend to, to We tend to live with people 
that looks like us. We tend to do this kind of thing. So we have to, I don't know, remind ourselves that we, of it. we yeah. should yeah, should try a different way. Like, And this is something that Kazu and I, we, we do all the time, like to, I don't know, to uh, pitch ourselves and say, man, I, I don't think this is a great, this wasn't a great meeting or this is not a great way to talk, to say something. You know, we are always uh, talking to each other to learn. Like, yeah. oh, do you think, did it work or, or not? Like, should we approach this in a different way? Yeah. And we always cool. we always say this, uh, keep your friends close, but keep your talented friends closer. Uh, because, for example, in this, in this case, when we need something with this kind of humor, for example, we can call this, this friend of ours. If we need something, I know a little bit of 3D, but not much. But so if we know people who knows really well. So when we need something, we reach out to them and that's it. We yeah. we can use our, our network yeah. in these 20 years. Yeah. I think we have mm -hmm. to be humble in a way that we 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 can assume that we know everything. Even if you're the creative director, CCO, you know, like CEO yeah. of the agency, it doesn't matter. Because I think that's when you learn. When you when you you say to yourself, Okay, I, I don't know enough of of this, I, I I need to study this, or I need to talk to someone to help me to work on this. This this guy, this copywriter, I reach out to him all the time. Like, ask, oh, what do you think about this joke? Do you think this text makes sense? Like, is it okay? Like, he's always helping me because we think it's, it's so different the way he thinks that helps me a lot to think differently as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely good to have a good network. Did we cover the, all five or is there we miss, we're missing one? No, the fifth is no worries. You have time because uh, if sometimes it feels exhausting and people can look, okay, man, I need to learn all these things and I'm just starting my career. Yeah, <laughs> we, you need, but no worries. You have time. Uh, we've been working on this for 20 years. We know a little bit. Uh, so we're still learning. So yeah, literally no worries. You have time. So for example, if you do, if you learn something from in six months, you learn two things in a year. That's great. You learn, yeah. you learn 20 things in 10 years and that's amazing. Yeah. Even yeah. It's hard. It is like hard this. because we we're you know, especially as creative people and, and if you're, if you're ambitious, right, you want to, you want to learn as much as you can, as quickly as you can. But yeah, you're right. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of time. And this world with this social media that, I don't know, like we've been, like, I don't know, like a lot of information, a lot of, a lot of things going on. Like we are so worried to learn, to to get to know everything. Like, no, let it go. Like, let it go. It doesn't, yeah. if it doesn't matter to you, let it go. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, like focus on this stuff that will make you, you feel better. Yeah. Not yeah. Only, you're going to be better. You're going to feel better because this is important as well. Like we, we, I think it's uh, it helps us with our self-esteem, you know, like when you learn a new skill, you know, okay, I'm, I cover that area that I, <laughs> so like this kind of thing that makes us feel better as, as people. Right, right. No, absolutely. I love that. Um, all right, let's, let's go because we got a couple more points we want to uh, get to. I love this one, right. by the way. Uh, perfectionism sucks because I agree with you. What, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, well, in this industry, in this industry, we <laughs> we worked with a lot of perfectionists, and it sucks. It sucks when the person is perfectionist. The work doesn't evolve. 
it's tough, it's hard, it's slow, and it's painful. So we developed this thing that it's not being perf perf uh, perfectionist. But of course, we need to take care of the work. We're not saying, okay, do not care about the work. No, no. <laughs> you should care about the work, but not be perfectionist. So we have this 10% rule. For example, we did this work. Uh, we do a lot of work that, that has a lot of executions. And we don't need to care about each one of them. For example, if you have, if you have 20 posters, uh, different posters in a campaign, not all of them needs to be perfect. Okay. Uh, but maybe two or three needs to be because you can highlight them in the pictures, in the case study. It's the ones you would send to influencers. So you have the power to choose which ones to highlight. So you don't need to worry. Okay. Yeah, I need to be perfect in all 20. No, no, no. Uh, so, and we really believe that imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah, sometimes you get stuck to the, oh my God, I, I need to be, I need to have this thing perfect. No, no, no. Just launch it. Then you yeah. can improve it. Even yeah. Apple, even Steve Jobs says, says this, <laughs> said this, uh, like launch the product, then we can improve it and launch it, uh, the version two and version three. Yeah. You gotta, sh you gotta ship it. Right. So the way I see it also, um, is in my mind where, where, where the perfectionism drives me nuts is in the very beginning where you're, you're, you're trying to get to something really great and you're nitpicking things that, in my opinion, are not important yet, right? So it's almost like the perfectionism, if you're looking at it on a graph, starts to should start to creep in a little bit over time as you're getting closer to the final product. But in mm -hmm. the beginning, the perfectionism, that's what drives me nuts, right? When you're like sharing an idea with somebody, whether it's internal or external, and they're like, is it going to, is that, is that really going to be like that? Is that right? like, no, 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 no. I'm just trying to just Step back, look at it. Uh, from just show the idea. I'm yeah. just showing you the idea. Yeah. We'll get to that part where everything is 100% buttoned up. But right now, does does it make you feel anything, right? So that's that's the way I see it. It's like the perfectionism at the very beginning. That's when it drives me bonkers. It's like we're just trying to. Hey, we want to. You got to move fast nowadays, right? So it's like I can move really fast, but you got to move fast with me and and use your imagination and know that we're going to get to that beautiful final thing. But right now, I'm just trying to make you feel something. No, and when we are providing feedback, for example, we always think before providing the feedback, is this really relevant? Is this substantial to the work? Will it make a difference? Like, or is this a detail no one will ever notice? Right. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes creative directors just want to be able to say that they put their stamp on it, right? And it's like, well, I made a comment. So I, you know, you know, it's like, no, does it, is it going to make it better? Yes or no? This is another. This is another thing. This is another thing. So good that it's said this because I think these days people try to to weak or to say something that they think is relevant just because they are saying something, <laughs> and they say something because they want to be part of the work and say, "Oh, yeah. I, I'm important. I'm, I'm important to this to this thing." No, you're not. No, <laughs> sometimes you don't have to pretend. Yeah, and sometimes you don't have to pretend or not. Like, there's value. In, sometimes there's value. There's real value in not getting in the way, right? That is the value that you're providing, right? It's like, well, I didn't provide. I didn't do. I didn't add anything. It's like maybe you didn't add anything directly, but you got out of the way, and that has value, right? But a lot of people, a lot of egos, right? It's like, I want to make, you know, 
might want to put yeah, my stamp gonna, on it, you know, but I think I per, exactly. personally, I think that's silly. So what is the, there's another, um, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. There's another piece of Japanese philosophy in this one. <laughs> it's called Wabi Sabi, which is not Wasabi, the terrible uh, yeah. thing in sushi. Oh, I love <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love it too. But uh, Wabi Sabi is like, instead of uh, perfection, find beauty in imperfection. This is mm. great. A great cult. Right. Yeah, a great... that's a, that reminds me of. I forget the, the 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 technique, right? But when they when they use gold to fill in the cracks in a vase, right? They they embrace the imperfections yeah. and they fill it in with gold, and now all of a sudden it becomes, you know, something it more better, right? More beautiful. Exactly. I love this. I love this one. And then I, I want to talk about a couple of case studies. But I love this phrase. I don't know if you trademarked it or not, but if you did it, I'm going to steal it. Initiative versus versus finishative. What do you? What yeah, do you yeah, mean? yeah. Because because we're talking about the there are a lot of people proactive people and and being proactive, we we realized okay being proactive is easy, throw an idea and that's it, but who are the people who are finishing their their ideas like launching their idea producing, so this makes all difference. So there's no point in being a pro proactive person who can finish a project. So this is. Especially when we're we're hiring, we look for this. Okay, you have a side project, you you done it by yourself. This is great because we know you have initiative. You can finish a project by yourself, and this is a this is a great merit. This is, I love that. Yeah. Did you make that up, or is that a real? Did you read that somewhere? The initiative? Because uh -huh. I never heard it. It's, no, it's brilliant. We, we made that up, and in Portuguese, we were trying to translate in Portuguese. Uh, Inicia. Uh, yeah, it's different in Portuguese, but we—I think we found a way, right? Finish yeah, it. Yeah, it's it brilliant. I'm gonna—I'm gonna make a little a little uh, poster of, of that on the on Instagram. Obviously, I'll give you credit for that, but that's brilliant, right? It's like it's it, and it is it, it's it's a very different thing. Going back to what we were saying a few minutes ago, right? It's like yeah, it's super easy to get going on something. A lot of times, sometimes that's even hard. But it's another thing to ship it, right? To to get the product done, to get the the the, the campaign out, to get that. That's a whole other thing, right? It's like, yeah, you can start it, but can you finish it? And this is all about perfectionism, right? Because that's this is what happens. Like, oh, it's so needs needs to be so good that we never <laughs> get it done. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah exactly. And and then we realize also that having the idea is the easiest part of our job. Because then you need to present to your partner, then you need to present to a creative director, then to the brother team, then to the client, and people change, people say no to your idea, you need to adapt, you need to redo, you need to produce. Yeah. And so all the process is very, very hard. So those who hard. can, yeah, those who are able to produce something are the ones who really, yeah. really deserve the merit. Yeah, I, I agree. So let's talk about, so, you know, obviously, you guys have lots of combined experience. You've been working together. You've you've really thought about how you think, right? Like my friend Dan Nelkin said on an episode I have on. It's like we don't we don't think enough about thinking. You guys have clearly thought about it, and it's 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 you know you can see it in the in the results. I w I really love the uh, the Kobe Rules book. If you want to tell the audience a little bit about. Uh, that um, that project and how maybe some of these things came into play. Yeah, this is a great example because I think it changed our our lives, our way, the way we work, and the way we see things. Because 
it was uh, uh, very different. Uh, so we were at, at DDB at a time in Brazil. We had this idea for the Kobe Bryant's retirement to do like, oh, he was an amazing player. He, he has a lot of uh, achievements. So let's, uh, it's like he rewrote the game. So let's get the NBA rules book and write over it in an artful way. All his, all his accomplishments and all his numbers, all his statics. And we had this idea and, but we, we saw we wouldn't be able to do it by ourselves. Like we had two weeks or three weeks to the Ken's Lions uh, deadline and we wanted something uh, to submit. And we decided to do it by ourselves, like inviting people, gathering uh, talent in, in at DDB at a time. So we invited uh, illustrators that were art directors and uh, people who knew how to do typography, collage. And we gathered this amazing group and, and shared the work and, and built together. So it was, it was really amazing. It was the, the hardest uh, two weeks of our lives. And in terms of copyright, and Lucas can say too how it was, but it was tough too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, this is the idea. Like uh, in terms of copywriting for for us, Mateus, the other copywriter, and I, we we were we tried to work, we tried to find uh, I don't know different nuances, different just not not just the numbers, you know, not just the the marks, but the, the stories in between lines, you know, just to help the art directors to build like great layouts. Right. This is what. Yeah. And, and and so and and so was this a was this just like a project that you guys did on your own or or, or was a project for a client or because I saw it and it looks yeah it, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, we made it all internally using the the talents from the agency. And because we thought about, okay, uh, even our creative di director said, okay, let's wait for a year. Let's hire illustrators. Let's sell to a client. But yeah, let's, uh, I don't know, wait for a year. We will not be here. You will yeah. not be here. The client will not be there. The, the topic will not be relevant anymore. So no, let's do it now. So we challenge ourselves and we, we, we accomplish, accomplish it. Um, so yeah, we did it all by ourselves at the agency. Of course, a Africa agency is huge, so they have some structure. They have a studio, so we used Rodrigo Pirin, who, which is the photographer, to to shoot the the photos. Yeah. Uh, the creative director is best friend with the film director who directed, and he was starting his career. He was my creative director in another agency, so we talked to him to him like, okay, this is an opportunity to start your your filming career. So he, he, he jumped in and contributed a lot. The video is amazing. So yeah, but all without budget. And, uh, of course the, the agency paid, I don't know, 10,000 reales, uh, mm. to print the book and that's it. That was the cost. That's cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely post a, a link to that so that people can see it. Cause it is, it is gorgeous. Um, okay. Let's talk about one more. Um, tell us about the Microsoft, uh, Adlam. Yeah, this is crazy because this is exactly what we're saying uh, about having all these skills and being in the right place at the right time, but be being prepared uh, to contribute. So yeah, it's like uh, 
another analogy it's like or talking to lucas it's like he's like this beautiful comet is passing once in a lifetime but we are in the right mountain the best spot with the right camera with the best lenses and we have this all this background mm. of photography courses for 20 years yeah. and we are prepared to shoot the, the photo so this is what happened like this work is huge like the the Barry brothers who created the font they are working on this for 20 years I don't know 15 they are amazing they they, they were able to sell the the project to Microsoft so when they sold to Microsoft McCann uh had the opportunity to see it and contribute to it and i i will credit uh, our boss christina heina uh she's like she saw an opportunity there to really grow the the idea like okay this is a font but let's let's change things here and she did a lot yeah. she put a lot of effort and we joined the the agency in the last year like they're they're developing this for a while we joined and we worked for a year on it and we contribute with our, our skills and everything, but the merits is uh, told from the agency. But this is this was something interesting. We're like, we received this task and we embrace it and uh, we helped a lot uh, the way you could, so yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm so looking at it now. So it looks like it was, uh, and again, I'll post this on the, um, uh, on LinkedIn once we launched the episode, but it sounds like it was it, it was launching a, an alphabet to preserve a culture. Tell tell us more about what that what that really meant. When I talk, Lucas. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think uh, the meaning is like a language. When it's not written, you lose it at some point. It's gonna be like you're gonna lose it. So. I think the idea of having it written, have the al alphabet, I think it's it what make what made it like be, come to life. And when you have the language, you can communicate things through this language. That's yeah. why this is the beauty of this project. So, uh, so I think uh, Microsoft uh, with this project gave the gave these people, the opportunity for them to tell stories to their kids, grandkids, you know, like to pass it on. So right. I think this is why this project is so relevant. And when you put this idea in a huge system like Microsoft has, it became huge. You know, it became like, so you're giving access to a billion people yeah. in the world, like to this language. And of course, the natives, the people who know this language, who talk, who use this language, now has a way to communicate with each other. Like so, that's it's awesome. A, it's a very, yeah, very important project for us. I think the meaning behind it is so beautiful. I love, I love, I love it. Very cool. Well, I gotta say, I'm I'm super impressed with the the both of you. Uh, thank you for you know being on the podcast. Thank you for doing what you're doing to kind of bring up the next generation. Uh, of creatives we we have that uh we share that in our you know in our mission so i think uh, it's always great to have other folks doing that uh as well and you know like the like the frank sinatra song goes right if you can make it in new york you can make it anywhere and you guys have clearly uh made it in new york and I, i'm super 
uh, proud that you guys connected, that we connected together, and I can't wait to see what you guys continue to do, what you do next, and hopefully we can uh, keep our friendship going and, and check in from time to time. And yeah, I'd love the I'd love the conversation. Thank you for sharing all this information with the audience. No, thanks for having us, and actually, thanks for the all the work, like the podcast, the book. This is the most important thing. When I was listening, when I was in Brazil, uh, it's it's just uh, the most important thing: spreading knowledge. And so, yeah, thank you for that, and thanks for having us. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. Now you're now you're part of that story. <laughs> this is so good, right? Yeah. No, thank awesome. you very much. It's a, it's a, I think for us, it's an honor to be part of this podcast. As Kazu said, like I, I listened to, I think all of them, not exaggerating, uh, if not like most of them, and, like we love the idea of the podcast to share knowledge, to share experience. You know, like this is uh, what we wanted with the, with our book. Because that's it. We wanna, we don't wanna say, we don't wanna. Uh, we don't want to talk to people and say, oh, this is how you're going to get there. We just want to help them to get there. It's different, you know? Like right. It's not like, oh, it's a manual, it's a guide. It's more right. like we're sharing our thoughts, like what, hap what happened to us. Right, what worked what for you. Helped what helped yeah. us. Exactly. Now, how can we help? Yeah, you know, like, so yeah. for us, it's, that's it. And it's hard because, you know, the culture is to want to have a definitive answer for everything, right? And yeah, you can. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking here. We would be multi-billionaires, right? But you, all you can say is like, hey, here are the things that, that have worked for me, that have been helpful to me, that I've learned along the way. Check them out. They've been a good guide for me. They're not going to be, you know, maybe they're not going to work for you. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's kind of a, a great approach and a great way to think about it. So, okay, guys, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, look forward to keeping an eye on you, and, and let's uh, let's keep chatting. Thank you. Bye thank bye. you. Thank All you right. very much. Appreciate Take it. Take care. All right, bye-bye. And that's going to do it for another episode of Confessions of a Creative Director. Thanks to my very special guests, Lucas and Kazoo. Hey, pick up their book. If you speak Portuguese, of course, pick up their book and pick up mine while you're at it. What's the big idea? an indispensable guide to becoming a kick-ass creative director available on Amazon and Audible. It's filled with lots of great, useful information from yours truly, as well as dozens of creative directors from around the world sharing nuggets of wisdom that you can apply today in your role. And uh, if you're a creative director who needs a little creative director therapy, maybe a little creative director coaching, check out my website, JaimeCabreraCreative.com. Sign up for a 20-minute complimentary consultation to see if I can help you take it to the next level, uh, refresh your creative director skills, help you maybe get a little perspective. Uh, so check that out today, JaimeCabreraCreative.com. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Until next time, peace, love, and creativity. See ya. Make the Tell you how to do your job.